the fact that Ross said I raced him hard, I mean, the dude blocks three lanes getting in the corner every lap. I mean, I don't, I don't know how I'm racing him hard. Um, when you're looking in your mirror and you're going left and right and left and just following wherever I go, I don't understand how he thinks I'm racing him hard. He's just backing me up to the five, so I have to go. I mean, he's backing me up to Larson to where I'm going to be in trouble. Well, f***ing right I hit him on purpose. I mean, yeah. Yes, I hit him on purpose. He blocked me on purpose ten times. So, yeah, I hit him on purpose. <laughs> I mean, what do you expect me to do? He's backing me up to the, the other championship guy, and I got to go. I mean, we were just racing hard, but did I think he was over excessive on the blocks? Yes, very much so. And, yes, did I hit him? Yes, I did. But that's just part of it. Yeah. What else do you want to know? The beard? Yeah. Um, it's here. Uh no, we didn't talk about that. I'll shave it off next year for sure, but it's a little playoff beard, so it's a little different. You talked about peaking at the right time a few times this week, right? And there was a while in the summer where you guys were down, Penske was down, Ford was down, obviously, and now Ford has won all three championships. Was there a point that you got down on yourself as well and thought, okay, maybe this just isn't the year, or did you always kind of keep the faith and think that you guys were capable of getting this hot right now? Um. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, it is easy to get down, you know, but, I mean, we, we won Charlotte in May, and then we just had, like, a string of bad runs, you know, in, in the two or three months, and that was kind of across the board. And then, you know, when when uh, RFK started running well, you know, Busher won those three races, Brad started running really good. It's like, all right, well, it's there. You know, it's the speed and the Fords are out there. These guys found it. We What are we missing? Um, we took that as a challenge, you know, okay, these guys have figured out a way to, to make what we thought was an uncompetitive car winning cars. So we can't blame that anymore, so let's just go to work. Um, so I, I didn't really ever have that thought in the summer months, even when we were struggling, right? You just you just try to do the best you can of giving information on where we need to be better, whether that's from an engine side, aero side, you know, set up side, you just try to do the work and, and you understand that this sport, you're going to be, you know, on top for a little while and then other teams are going to find something. You're going to go to the bottom for a little while. You just have to have to keep working hard. And, and that's what I love about this group is is they don't ever, you know, get down on themselves. They just do the work and they just figure it out. And, and um, that's what they did. And uh, so I never had a doubt in them. I mean, it was there was a lot of tough conversations. It's like, hey, we got to we got to do something or we're not going to be competitive at all in the playoffs and and everyone jumped on the opportunity to to dig down deep and and that's what they did and wound up here Kelly. hey spencer catchfence.com congratulations ryan thanks what does this mean to the blaney legacy because you know when, when you think about your past your family's past the champions that championships that they've accrued um, you know, to get to that point and now be part of that championship legacy, how cool is that for you? Oh, it's fantastic. You know, I mean, just coming from a, a racing family in general, right? Uh, you know, grandfather Lou went in a bunch, you know, championships around, uh, you know, the, the Northeast. And, um, you know, dad went in being the outlaw champion. Um, you know, Dale went in the all-star championship. And, and now for me to, to kind of add some asphalt into there is is pretty good because that's what I grew up doing but um just just special you know and, and I you know growing up around the racetrack watching you know Jimmy and Jeff and Tony 
Mark Barton, you know, I loved those guys and I, I, you know, saw them win championships and, and wanted to be that way. And, um, for it to come full circle is, is very special. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of a better spot of my family being here and, and they may be able to witness it because, you know, they, they are just as much a part of it as I am. And not only my dad, my mom sacrificed more than you could imagine to make sure I could get to every race and, and do what I needed to do to, to get going. And, and I have two awesome sisters that, that support me. So, uh, it's uh it's pretty special to have him here. Okay, we'll go Kelly, then Nate, then Jerry. KellyCrandallRacer.com. Ryan, I got two for you. First off, you've been hounded in the past. I'm guilty of it, of asking you about trying to get through the playoffs, trying to get through the round of eight in particular. How nice is it not only to have made this championship for, but to do it the first time and get a championship out of the way? <laughs> yeah, out of the way. Um no, it's 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 nice to uh, you know make our first Final Four. Obviously, that was like the main goal this year. Something we haven't done, and uh, to achieve that last week, uh, it's like all right, great, that's awesome. You know, check that one off, and and then you know, I mean, it's just double whammy that we get to come here and and you know win the championship as well. I mean, just super proud of everybody, and um, yeah, it all happened. You know, gosh, was it? Did like Chase and Kyle did the same thing. Their first champ four, they won the championship. I think they did. So it's nice to, you know, come here and, and be one for one. So hopefully we can continue to build off of this and, and be able to have more shots here at Phoenix to where we can contend as well. Where do you feel like your place is now at Team Penske? Roger has said, I don't want to have one, two, three, four drivers in, in the pecking order. But he admitted that like I think some others would look at you when you came into P Team Penske and you're going against Joey and, and Brad who are making multiple championship round appearances and winning championships, you were the third guy. You were the other Penske driver. So so having a championship now, where do you feel like that puts you in this organization? Does that even matter to you? Um, I don't really think it matters to me very much. I mean, and yeah, you know, RP's always done an amazing job of like, you know, there's not like a number one, number two, number three driver, right? But personally, as a driver, right, when you're not winning as many races as, you know, Brad and Joey, when I came into it, you feel like that, right? The number three driver or number two driver now, you know, but, um, and that's just like a person, personal, like mindset, right? The drivers get. But now I think, you know, Joey's got two. I have one. So it's like, uh, still like, a half a percent down of him but uh no i mean we have a great group over there joey's been fantastic work with austin's awesome and, and harrison's fantastic as well so um i just i just enjoy driving for amazing people like team penske folks and, and mr penske you know walter you know bud danker jonathan gibson tim Sinder. i mean they're all amazing to me mike nelson and um it's just fun to be there i, I really couldn't imagine myself anywhere else uh they've been fantastic to me for over 10 years and um, hopefully I, I get to spend another uh, at least 10 more over there. Nate, Nate Ryan, NBC Sports. Uh, I've got two, two. I'm going to set you off probably with another Ross question. Uh, he also said that Ryan could run second and win the championship. He did it last year. He can do it again. So with everything that was at stake, like what, what made you feel like you still had to get that position? Like, did it cross your mind that I could just kind of ease back a little bit and still win the championship? Uh, yeah, I mean, the thing at the time was he was struggling and the five is catching us. So he's going to continue to struggle and the five is going to be there before the race is over. I mean, that was my urgency. Like, I, I can't have this guy back me up to the five. 
you know, so that was my sense of urgency is I got to get in front of him. Um, so he doesn't back me up to the five who I'm racing. Uh, so yeah, it's easy to say like, Oh, he just runs second, you know, but you never know if that thing goes green it just, and then the five's there, you know, and, uh, then your championship is kind of dwindled away. So you talked about how, uh, last year round of eight, I think it was Vegas homestead. Those mistakes kind of just devastated you. And I know you said you did some work in the off season. Can you give us a little more insight into like, you know, who helps you find that chill in, in the cockpit? Who, who, who have you been working with or who, who has kind of guided you to kind of find that focus? Um, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was something we talked about a lot, you know, between me and Jonathan and, and kind of internally with myself and, um, just trying to figure out, it's like, all right, what it's not fun pointing out things that you do poorly. Right. And, and like you, it's not fun pointing out flaws about yourself, but it's important to do to try to work on, um, you know, like you're bad here. You do a terrible job at this. You know, it's, it's hard admitting those things to yourself internally, but like if they're holding you back, you have to address those problems. And I, I think I just, I just kind of finally like had a, a realization. It's like, you got to really get better at this. If you expect to go forward in your career, like you, you have to do this and you have to be smarter during races. You have got to think about the bigger picture. It's not only about being fast. You have to evolve yourself to, to be a more well-rounded racer. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of conversation with myself internally, honestly. And, um, so yeah, just, I don't know. I think it gets easier as you get older, you know, you kind of get more mature and just try to take things a little bit easier and, and be a little bit more thoughtful about, about how you approach things. So we'll go to Jerry and then Dustin Albino. Jerry Jordan kicking the tires.net over to your left. You got out of the car and you said you're not an emotional guy, but obviously that weighed on you win this championship, everybody being here. When does this really sink in? And is it safe to say that this is the greatest moment of your racing career? Um, yeah, I'm not a very emotional guy. And uh, I did tear up on the last lap a little bit in the helmet. Uh, just thinking about a lot of stuff. Uh, I did. I did. Uh, I was a little sobbing baby on the radio after the race. I could barely speak. Just just, you know, just think about everything. Proud of proud of everybody. Uh, you know, it's been a been a long career in, in motorsports and. Uh, so, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just kind of overcome with emotion. I mean, if you try to do something for a long time, you're, uh, overcome with it and, um, it's just kind of part of it. So, um, what was the second question you asked? Oh, by far. I mean, but this tops everything, right? This is what you dream of as a kid. This is what you strive for. This is what you run 35 races a year for, you know? Um, to get to this moment, to have a shot at the championship, and then you have to w run a perfect race to, to get it. So, oh, yeah, definitely huge moment, not only for me. I mean, everybody involved in it, it's way bigger than I am, and um, I can't thank those folks enough for, for doing what they do. Go Dustin, then Alan. Dustin Albino, Jayski Reiner here. Um, as a crew chief, Hassler ascended to the top of the sport really quickly, just two full-time seasons. Um, what, what makes him or what traits make him such a good leader? Yeah, I mean, when I um, – Hester's been fantastic. I mean, he's he's such a good guy, and he and I's personality are pretty similar. Um, so when you know Todd Gordon told me he was retiring after 2021, it's like, all right, you know, they gave me a lot of kind of leeway to pick, you know, who I wanted, um, and and 
Jonathan, I had my eye on because he crew chiefed the 21 car for the last half of the year in 21 and did a great job. And he's been around Penske for a long time. And, um, you know, he and I just, just kind of went out one night and had dinner and, and just talked. And um, I, I really enjoyed how our conversations went and our personality meshed. And I knew he was a smart guy. And um, being able to work with him through the winter, you know, of 21 into the new car, uh, he's done a fantastic job. And, you know, he was an engineer. So it's it's hard to go from an engineering role straight into crew chiefing. You know, you're, you're managing and you're leading 15 guys and, um, you're trying to keep them pumped up and you're, you know, also think about setups with the engineers. You're trying to pump up the pit crew guys. You're trying to tell the mechanics what to do. It's like that role is tough to jump into. And, um, it took him a little while to kind of get comfortable with that. But this year it's kind of like what, you know, internally I went to myself last year of what I can do better. He and I had the talks of like, Hey, what, what can we both do better to make this, uh, more of a leadership role and for you to get more comfortable. And, and he embraced it. He's been fantastic to, to our whole group, and um, gosh, it's been fun. Been fun to work with him. He's just an awesome guy, and, and cool to uh, have a really fun year with him. Go to Alan and then Cole. Uh, Alan Cavana, Ryan, congratulations. Uh, can you just take us through the nuts and bolts of that final run? You, you come off pit road, and all of a sudden, th th there's the challenge of now you got to get your spot back. You got to beat Kyle Larson. What goes through your head in terms of setting your mind up and what you have to do in those last run? Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, bummed we, we lost. Or we didn't really have a bad pit stop. Those guys just had lightning-fast stops. And, um, you know, it's, it's like, man, well, that kind of stinks. But then you just immediately shift to, all right, this is the task. Like, this is my new job. This is what we have to do. And I think getting around, getting around the 24 early was huge, right, to where I didn't have to pass two of them. It just let me set my, set my sights on Kyle um, and was able to – get a pretty good run there and um get to his outside when he got to the apron it looks like he got he almost spun out getting to the apron trying to not let me get to his bottom and and i thought we were gonna possibly wreck off a two but um it was tight but no it's just you know hard racing between two guys i have a ton of respect for kyle um and so it's fun to race him for the you know the championship like that obviously his pedigree in racing is massive and and his talent is endless and uh, to be able to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with him like that was was pretty great and one of the first things you said over the radio to roger was thanks for giving me a shot uh, it's one thing to drive for roger penske you've now won him a championship w what's that journey been like you know since you first got that call i mean i just look back you know over 10 years and and how it kind of all came through you know and uh that would never have thought you know 10 years ago i'd be here today you know just was lucky to be able to have an opportunity to drive for a team like like team penske and and work with such great people you know from you know, the Xfinity side to the cup side to be able to, to drive for the Wood Brothers, you know, for a couple of years. Um, honestly, and I haven't said it, and I'm ashamed of myself for not saying it, Brad Kozlowski was a huge piece of getting me in there, um, was a massive piece of, uh, you know, driving their Xfinity program. I drove his trucks for a couple of years. I mean, Brad was, was a huge connecting piece um, in me being a part of the Penske group. So, I can't thank him enough. It was a real lot of fun seeing him after the race. Um, he came to the stage. That meant a lot to me because, uh, like I said, he was a huge part of my career. So, um, but, yeah, just you want to drive for amazing people, and, and I've been really lucky to do that from Brad to the Wood Brothers to Penske. Yeah, it's been a dream come true. Cool. Cole Kusaman with Arizona Republic. Uh, congrats, Ryan. Alan got to my, uh, <clears throat> my initial question, so I'll ask this. Um, three straight runner-up finishes at Phoenix 
is that frustrating for you? And I guess does this sort of kind of make up for that? I don't give a shit about running a second three times. <laughs> Very nice. Not now. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I uh, we had a good shot to get here last year, and, and I made mistakes, you know, at, at Vegas and Miami that kept us out. And, um, you know, that was, that was pretty brutal, um, you know, for me, for our whole group, right? Whenever you – are the one personally making those mistakes, you know, you take it the harshest, right? But, um, you know, everyone of the 12 groups supported me really well, and we just kind of set into, hey, what do we need to do to get better, right? Where are the areas we need to get better? And, and we did that over the off season, and was able to get here this year. So um, I think we learned a lot from last year from multiple sides. Uh, this off I talked to your dad, and he said you kind of had some conversations about some things and how to kind of maybe manage things and, and that kind of thing. I'm wondering from your perspective what those conversations were like from the lessons from last year and, and yeah. this year. Yeah, dad's right there. He's, he came with the media center with me. <laughs> uh, he's taking no questions, though. Uh, so <laughs> um, no, I mean, he's been, uh, he's been awesome, right? I mean, he's been uh, uh, not only someone I grew up, you know, wanting to be like and wanting to, you know, do his sport, uh, you know, obviously getting me started in, in racing, supporting me along the way, opened a lot of doors for me. Um, and then for him to still be, you know, supportive, uh, you know, when I'm an adult is, is great. So he's been, you know, he, he went on, uh, you know, his whole thing was like through the playoffs was, you know, I see the path, you know, I can see the path to the championship. I can see it. And uh, after we won Martinsville, he's like, it's lit up now. Path is lit up, and uh, I think we drove through the gate tonight, so <laughs> we have arrived. So it's just cool to have my whole family here, which was uh, very special. Go to Shane and then Dustin. Shane Connick, Charlotte Observer. Ryan, after you won at Charlotte earlier this year, you talked about your confidence level and how important you know that win was, obviously snapping the skid and all that. How much of a turning point do you think that was as obviously you went on to have this incredible playoff run that you had? Yeah, I think I think winning the 600 was was huge for our organization. Um, you know, for multiple reasons, it was big for me, right? Kind of getting out of that slump after not winning for a little bit, and um, it was definitely good. But I, honestly, I got asked earlier about this. I think the big like shot in the arm was winning Talladega in the playoffs. You know, our team was we struggled through the summer months after the 600, and we worked really hard to try to get better and better, and. Um, our team was like teetering on just needing like little something good to happen. And then we're going to be full on dangerous. And we won Talladega and it was like, you know, green light, let's go. We're, we're really in a good mood here. And I think that's what kind of set it, set our, the rest of our playoffs off uh, to, to where they are now. And um, so I think both of those wins were huge, but I personally think Talladega was like a big shot in the arm right in the middle of the playoffs that really got us going. Thanks, Ryan. We'll go to Dustin on the left here, and then in the back to Jeff. Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Couple questions. Um, you talked recently just about, you know, Chase winning his championship and feeling good for a friend. Now that you get the opportunity, and you're tied with him, and that he came up to the stage. What does that mean? And what did what did he say? Or what did you guys share up there? Yeah, it means a ton. You know, I mean, uh, I remember being there and and going up to the stage in 2020 when he won his and. And just being super proud for him, right? Chase and I have known each other and, and raced each other for a couple decades, you know. And uh, it's it's pretty special to to share something with like you know like that with somebody, uh, a close friend like that, and for him to show me all the support this week um, was was really neat, you know, as well for me, you know, of 
him kind of checking in on me, seeing how I was doing, right? Because he's been here a couple times. And um, so, yeah, to have him up on stage was special. I, I'm going to enjoy that picture of he and I uh, with the trophy. And uh, But, no, I mean, he, he's been an amazing friend to me, great competitor, and, and it's cool to have that uh, you know, championship that we can share now. You know, like it, when we were kids, when we started racing together, we never would have thought, right, we'd be here and have a championship piece, and it's, it's really cool to share that with somebody. Also, uh you can remember to five years ago when the marketing campaign came out that promoted the young drivers and now that was kind of a somewhat controversial among some of the competitors to go from where you guys were in the spotlight at that point the question was hey these guys hadn't deserved it yet maybe the attention uh to now where you've got a championship chase has got a championship the youngest championship field what has that journey been like and how you know it, that over that five-year period to get to from that marketing campaign to fulfilling what it was kind of promoting well I think it's it's nice to kind of have fulfilled that because like yeah like you said at the time I do remember that like if like these guys haven't earned this marketing stuff but you know it's nice to kind of be able you know five years later to have you know a couple of us that have won a championship uh, that kind of solidifies like well okay I mean, at the time, right, they're just pushing younger drivers, right? I mean, they're just trying to promote the younger guys. And, yeah, some guys got a little hurt about that. But uh, it's nice, you know, that, that these younger drivers, the newer guys, are, are succeeding in their own way and, and being able to, you know, have championships and wins. And, uh, and for a fan base to kind of grow up with that, you know, that driver of who's in their mid-20s, late-20s, you know, right? It's it's something I think people can latch on to. So I – Obviously, now it's easy for me to look back at that marketing campaign and be like, oh, they knew what they were doing. Um, but uh, you never know how it's going to work. But, no, it's, it's yeah, five years ago, I mean, I never really thought we'd be sitting here right now. But it seems like they, they had a little knowledge of where they thought each of us were going to go. Go to Jeff in the back and then Jenna up here. Hey, Ryan, I'm all the way in the back here. Um, you know, you've always been known as somebody that says yes to a lot of things that NASCAR asks, you know, media opportunities and things like that. Um, but – you know, now you're going to have a whole different opportunity with the, the NASCAR championship behind you and saying, hey, you know, we can, we can put you in all sorts of places. Um, how would you like to use sort of this newfound platform um, to, to move the sport forward as a champion? Yeah, I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I, um, I'm excited to have those opportunities. Uh, I, I really look forward to facing them head on. And, uh, and I feel like as a, you know, if you get the privilege to be a champion of your sport, it uh, is part of your job to promote your sport and do the best you can to be the best champion that you can. Um, so that's the responsibility. I'm be honest with you. I haven't really thought about yet. You know, I think that's going to kind of dawn on me in, a, in the following days. But no, I think it's it's your it's part of your job to kind of you know hey embrace it, push the sport. You have this awesome platform now to where you've done something incredible. Use that, right, and you know, promote the sport. So I'm excited to see what uh, what happens this off season. Um, see what comes up to where, you know, you're not only growing yourself, you are growing the sport as well of NASCAR. You know, uh, someone asked me earlier, you know, the Netflix deal that's happening right now. It's I've worked with them a lot through the playoffs, you know, and they've gotten a lot of inside stuff. And I think that's just a another big thing of, you know, promoting the sport in a in a positive way to a certain audience or a brand new audience. So.